Chapter 10 I picked up a couple more women on the roadside after that night. Predictably, I came down with a bad case of gonorrhea. So I ended up at the doctor's office. Again. It was then I knew I had to pump the brakes. To add to all of this, just as Pap had warned me years before, I was laid off from the coal mines. Suddenly, there I was, drawn unemployment. It would go on like this for about two years or so. I couldn't find a job to pay me as much as unemployment was. I got about $712 a month. When I think back to that time, I can remember one good thing about that period of my life. I got to spend a whole lot of time with my dad. We took a bunch of road trips together, just buying snakes, hunting them, and seeing the world together. I was gone most of the time. It was a really great season of life. I really enjoyed when I was with him. I felt okay. Also, I had never had the opportunity to do much of anything bad, because Dad would have killed me if I tried to do any hail raising. We took many trips to procure snakes. We went at least once every two weeks or so to go get them. It was the most time I'd ever spent with Dad, because growing up, he worked so much. Every morning before I woke up, he was gone, and every night when he got home, I was asleep. But this time, with both of us laid off together, and with people from the national TV program bankrolling Dad as they tried to show our faith to the world, it was a different story. I was soon asked to join the production, too, which gave us even more time to spend together. Pastor Jamie Coots and his family are maintaining an over 100-year-old tradition. Followers like the Coots family believe that once they feel God's anointment overtaking them, they are protected from venomous snakes. By the way, all those people really wanted to see from the national TV program was snakes, snakes, and snakes. Of course, we obliged and gave them what they wanted. One time, I remember going down to Texas to hunt snakes for an episode. The producers said we should go to Texas since it was cold in Kentucky. I really loved being down in Texas. I had always dreamed of going there. To have someone else foot the bill, that was heaven. We had a wonderful trip, Dad and I. We had everything paid for. Food, travel, hotel, even pocket money. On top of it all, I got to take my other best friend who folks called Big Cody. Deep in East Texas, snake handler Big Cody Wynn has his tongs on a big diamond back. I started developing a friendship with him about two years prior. And it's putting up a fight. I remember he called one day out of the blue. Cody, he said, God said to tell you, he does want me to be your friend. And I'm aware that people don't like you. I know you've done lots of things in your life that you shouldn't have. I understand when people say they'll never do good in your life because of everything you've been through, like you're being molested and all, how you've slept around. But if you will try to live right, I'll definitely be your friend. If you start sinning, I'm out. The crazy truth was, Big Cody didn't know the half of it. 
He had no idea how deep my debauchery was or everything I was capable of. I kept my demons hidden from him for quite some time. After that Texas trip, the national television program said they needed more footage. They said we should go hunting for snakes down in the Mississippi marshes. This trip was also really fun. Leading up to it, I remember trying not to be bad, particularly since Big Cody had said he wouldn't be my friend if I did any sinning. So, I had been trying really hard to that point. As soon as we got to Mississippi, we went snake hunting in the swamp. And we did find some snakes. I was so excited. I loved cottonmouths back in those days. I'd been bitten twice by water moccasins over a two-year period by that time. On our first hunt, as we were standing in a swamp looking for cottonmouths, Andrew spotted one. Got him, he hollered. I went sloshing toward him through the murky waters. Back in those days, I was called the sack boy. This meant I was the one designated to put the snakes in the bag. I had been the sack boy since the day I turned 17. Well, Andrew caught that snake, and I remember getting to him with the bag. As soon as I got there, Andrew must have thought I wasn't so close, because he whirled around with that snake, and bam, it got me. Lord, the pain. Oh man, I hollered. I shouted, son of a gun! Son of a gun! But when I said the words, it wasn't son of a gun. I said something else, a word that was different than gun. Understand now, I was snake bitten and I was scared. So I cursed. I started walking through the swamp trying to get to dad. I was freaked out, truth be told. If you've ever seen the national television program, you might've heard me say, I haven't done anything wrong when I stepped into the car right after that snake bite. And then, you might have heard me say, why did this happen to me? Well, I asked that because during the trip, and even before it, I'd been trying to keep myself clean. I'd been trying to do better. I'd been trying not to sin, and doing my best to be a good Christian. But the snake still bit me. I just couldn't understand why. About two weeks later, I did heal from that bite. And four months later, the show finally aired. So strong is Pastor Jamie Coots' faith in God's protection, he won't seek medical attention if bitten. Instead, he prays. Dad and I watched every episode. As we did, I can remember hating watching and hearing myself on TV. To this day, I still hate the look and sound of myself. I don't like hearing myself singing or talking. I really don't like watching myself on TV. But I ignored all those feelings and watched every episode with the old man. Because it definitely seemed to make him happy. When the series aired, so many people flocked to us. They acted familiar with us, as if somehow they knew who we were. Even more studios contacted Dad to ask him if they could come up and film us worshiping. There was a lot of good that definitely resulted from doing that show. There was a lot of bad, too.
around that time, Dad took a buddy and me down to Alabama to get some snakes. We'd always done some bartering and trading with folks down there. After a good visit and getting some snakes, we put them in the car and headed back up toward Kentucky. Through the state of Tennessee, I'd say we were going about eight miles over the speed limit or so. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there was a police car materializing behind us. The lights flipped on. We were pulled over to the side of the road. We watched the officer walk up to the car. How you doing, he said to Dad, who was driving. Y'all were speeding. We just stayed quiet. Where y'all coming from, he asked, taking a step back to survey the car. We're headed back to Kentucky, muttered Dad. We've been down to Alabama. Oh yeah, said the officer. What's down in Alabama? Snakes, Dad said. He walked back to his patrol car and stayed there a few minutes, presumably to run the plates. Soon he reappeared. Gentlemen, you're free to go, he said. We couldn't believe it. Well, about 10 miles up the road from there, we were almost to Knoxville. Another cop car appeared behind us. Our hearts sank as its lights flashed on. This time, when a different officer approached the car, he didn't approach the driver's side, which was strange. No. He walked right to the back window. That was where the snakes were sitting. He squinted through the glass. Hey, he said, is this tent too dark? In Tennessee, you can't have too dark a window tent because it's against the law here. We three glanced at each other. We knew window tent was not the officer's concern. Before we could blink, four more police cars stormed up. There was a group of officers approaching the car. That's when we were in big trouble. All under the guise of an officer showing his buddies the window tent. They gathered and loudly debated its shade for a few moments until the officer said, Say, is that snakes? In your back seat, Mr. Coots? Yes, Dad said. We knew that was what it was all about. Yes, Dad said defeatedly. I told another officer a few miles back we went down to Alabama to get some snakes. Another minute went by. Then the game warden pulled up. It was not good. The way I figure it, somebody must have notified the officers we were transporting snakes. I suspected this one fellow from the church who was disgruntled at Dad at the time over a guitar cell gone wrong, of all things. He kept calling us every few minutes or so to see where we were at. I didn't think anything of it at first, but after realizing a swarm of Tennessee cops had descended upon us, I thought it had to be him. He was, after all, sort of a troublemaker in the churches. It was obvious the first officer had pulled us over for speeding, and then he let us go only to notify the police up ahead. The game warden must have had them intercept us. It was all pretty transparent if you ask me. Afternoon, he said, to the back window. He took a good long look. 
This was a thickly man with short hair and little green pants. He was also tan and sort of hateful. He pointed at Pumpkin Brown's serpent box. Now, this was a famous box that can be seen on the national TV program. It was my family's most prized serpent box. Pumpkin Brown had given it to Dad before he, himself, had been bitten and died by a rattlesnake. Go ahead and step out of the car, the game warden said. He never stopped staring at that Pumpkin Brown box. They took us one by one behind the game warden's SUV to interrogate us. Dad went first and he really got the game warden in a bad mood very quickly. Up next was my buddy, and somehow, he made things even worse. By the time the warden got to me, he was a yelling and screaming maniac. What part of Alabama did you go to, Mr. Coots, he shouted. Dude, look, I said, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I fell asleep in the back of the car, and I don't know what part of Alabama we were in. I just know we were in Alabama. You just hopped into a vehicle and rode to Alabama, he shouted. You had no idea what part of the state you were going to. Why would you do that? I said, my dad was driving, and I trust him. Didn't really matter to me where we were going. He glared at me. Mr. Coots, you went to buy snakes, right? Yes, I replied, not knowing what the big problem was. Long story short, He wrote us all a very expensive ticket. What's worse, he confiscated the snakes. But worse than any of that, he confiscated every serpent box we had, including our precious pumpkin brown box. Dad was beside himself. Don't do this to us, he pleaded to the man. But it was useless. When the game warden let us go, he said, you're all doing court on this date right here. He circled the date on the ticket. You better be there, boys. I should really stress that confiscating the snakes was one thing. But taking Pumpkin Brown's serpent box, Dad simply wouldn't let them do that. He was perfectly willing to go to jail. We all drove down to court in Knoxville. At first, I had a different lawyer than my father. And he and I went to the district attorney and quickly made a deal. Cody, the DA is willing to return your serpent boxes and give you a fine with probation for one year. Great, I said, thinking the worst was over. But Dad's lawyer, it turns out, was the sort of man who wanted to make a name for himself. I believe he knew this was a case that could put him in the national news if he stamped his feet and made Dad's case revolve around the First Amendment rights, the freedom to worship the way we do. To this man... The subject was much larger than the rights of the defendant himself. State of Tennessee versus the Coots. Well, Dad's lawyer goes into court and starts arguing for the Constitution. He quickly makes a shipwreck of the whole situation. It was really not good. Dad kept saying, All I want is my serpent boxes back. That's all I want. Nothing else. Please just give me my serpent boxes back. I beg of you. Why is this lawyer fighting for serpent handling? It is something that could take years and years. Ultimately, Dad went to his lawyer and said, I don't want you anymore. You're fired. What? Dad's lawyer shouted. I was doing this case for free. Yeah, well, Dad said, 
You're trying to make a name for yourself, and I don't care a bit about your name. I care about my serpent boxes. So Dad dropped his lawyer. He quickly took mine. Cody, my lawyer, said, Your dad has made a good decision. There we all were, on the same team together. Same as the day they pulled us over, I was the last to go before the judge. Dad went first. Mr. Coots, the judge said, You're charged a $1,000 fine. Your serpent boxes will be returned, but you will not be getting your snakes back. You will receive one year probation. That's fine, Your Honor, said Dad. Then she turned to my buddy. Sir, you are charged a $1,000 fine. Your serpent boxes will be returned, and you will not get your snakes returned, but you too will get one year's probation. Yes, Your Honor. Then it was my turn. By the time she got to me, I guess she must have been in a pretty bad mood. It was like what happened with the game warden. Mr. Coots, the judge said, you'll get your serpent boxes back and you'll receive one year's probation. However, if I ever see you back in this courtroom, even one time, with any charges similar to these, I'll tack on everything to your charges. Do you understand? I'll charge you with everything I can. Do you understand my warning? Yes, ma'am. Will do, I said, because I didn't know what else to say. I was just trying not to get myself thrown in jail. But Dad, oh, he was absolutely willing to go to jail for that box. I remember him and Mom having an argument over it, pre-trial. I wonder if that box will keep you warm at night if you go to jail, she said. But he didn't care. That's my best friend's box, he said. That man died in my hands. I refuse to let them take this box from me. Nowadays, the box is mine. It's out in the snake building at this very moment. It's a very beautiful box with double latches and an extremely rusty handle. Everything's rusty on it. It's a really old box. This is my Rattler box. I carry big Rattlers around in it all the time. It's completely clear so you can see inside and so they can see out.